The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seed, the broken ain't a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad, out of bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. FOTB, baby. That's what they're talking about. So everything was fine. I'm just minding my own business. And then I stumble across the most unbelievable show. I couldn't even stop but watch. And I had to sink my teeth into it because I was so blown away. I mean, what am I supposed to say when a show starts? Like this. My name is Trina, and I live in St. Petersburg, Florida. That's perfect. And I'm addicted to coffee enemas. <laughs> two years, Trina hasn't been able to function without her daily coffee enemas. A procedure where liquid is injected into the colon to clean out the lower intestine. Her addiction is so intense, she does up to four every day. I love the way coffee enemas make me feel. I feel like a sense of euphoria. I absolutely would fall apart without them. (laughs) How awesome is that? I got a chick that loves to give herself five coffee enemas a day. (laughs) Unbelievable. And it doesn't stop there. The next chick I'm going to talk about eats cat hair. I can't even tell you how demented this chick is. But I got to stay focused one at a time. This lady and her husband, they average 10 coffee enemas a day. They stick a giant hot rod into their arse, into their garage door, and they let it soak in their body for 20 minutes. And then they absolutely blow ass. (laughs) I mean, to tell you. You can't even imagine. I'm sitting here watching this and I am rocked because I'm watching this couple. They don't even leave the house. The only thing they do is go to the grocery store to buy more coffee. And they actually go to find certain types of coffee, you know, dark roast, super ultra roast. They do everything. The darker, the better. Some of them blonde roast. They're doing all these different kinds of coffee beans. They literally don't even drink coffee, these two. They don't drink coffee, but yet they shove giant boiling hot coffee pots, an entire 10, 12 cups. It's like the entire coffee pot into their butts. (laughs) 
into their butts and then they lay around on the floor in the bathroom for 20 minutes doing crossword puzzles reading sports illustrated reading a newspaper going through their facebook going through tiktok hanging out writing emails and then after 20 minutes they just absolutely shred ass <laughs> story we're talking about this family they actually <laughs> they actually have kids and they don't pay any attention to them at all unless they're done with their animals <laughs> for the day <laughs> all they do is blow it <laughs> eat paint have you ever seen that oh. I, I watched all the episodes of these this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> to get the husband involved in it. My initial reaction was, my God, that's disgusting. But I tried it, and now I'm addicted to coffee enemas. <laughs> I've pretty much been like, whatever's going on, I'm doing at least two of these a day. I don't care. Four times a day, Mike and Trina fill a bucket with coffee. A hose attached to the bottom delivers the liquid to the lower intestine. Once it's all prepped and at the right temperature, put the nozzle into your rectum, hold it up in the air. As they raise the bucket, 32 ounces of coffee fills their colon. You'll start to feel pressure growing in your lower intestine, and that's the freaky part. And just lay there and try to relax. I will listen to music, catch up on TV shows, read, check my email, I'll tweet. I even play Sudoku. <laughs> goes off yeah you want to make just a quick transition from floor to toilet seat as quickly as possible it's gonna come flying out of there like a, like a torrent I do think it is just really kind of gross <laughs> oh, this is awesome so the couple they average a hundred coffee enemas per month and that's nearly 6,000 coffee enemas since their addiction began with shoving 32 ounces of hot coffee into their arse five times a day. I mean, you have got to be an absolute whack job to do that. I don't care who you are. This just gets better by the minute. In a 24-hour period, I probably did nine or ten. Like, I, like I, there in was a, a time. In a 24-hour period? Oh, yeah. There was a time when I got to a point where nobody really knew, and I was just like, woo, I'm doing all kind of stuff. <laughs> It's just unbelievable. She's getting off on it, this chick. This makes her whole day. Her whole life revolves around having multiple coffee enemas. I thought it was five. She just said she did nine in 24 hours. 
I mean, what is wrong with you? I mean, you need to be in a mental institution. So the bottom line is excessive caffeine use can lead to dehydration, high blood pressure, and heart disease. Go figure. I chuck 20 cups of coffee a day at least. I'm always pounding coffee. But I can assure you (laughs) that I've never... (laughs) I have never shoved a hot piping 32 ounce tub of coffee water into my arse and had a absolute volcanic reaction in the toilet 20 minutes later. (laughs) There's nothing worse than having your phorelinoscopy every three years where Sunday night you start drinking the barium enema at around nine o'clock or something like that. And then an hour later, you're just absolutely Montezuma's revenge. I mean, just a saxophone player blowout of your colon and then you go like five times and you just keep blowing ass and then you don't eat from midnight until like eight in the morning you get an appointment because i got dr g your boy g galena son he ain't no joke and then his wife's my travel agent how funny is that my travel agent's husband is my colonoscopy doctor ass doctor whatever but i'll go and see him first thing in the morning and then i'll have a phorelinoscopy and then you come out of that surgery and you feel like you had a tennis ball inserted into your bum all i know is there's nothing worse to me than that faucet enema you're just like a faucet just blowing (laughs) i mean just spraying water and just cleaning out your body can you imagine these people they do it every single day of their life Every three years, I can barely stand doing it. It's the worst night of my life when I have to do that and go for hours. You just keep going for hours and hours until you have nothing in your body and your entire insides are cleaned out and you feel like you got dragged by a truck. Meanwhile, these idiots do it all day long, every day. That's all they do. How do you even have kids? What do you do with your kids? And they even admitted they don't even leave the house. They just go to the store to buy coffee. They don't go on vacations. They don't do anything. All they do is lay around all day. And each time they do it, it's basically at least a half an hour each time they do it. And they both do it. I don't know if they take turns. You watch the kids while I do my enema. And then I'll watch them when you do yours. But they never stop doing it. They do it all day long. Who in their right mind has time to do that or has a addiction to that that you think is somehow helping you you've got to be sick in the head you think that's actually doing something for you it's never been proven that a coffee enema does anything to help you at all but you just do it all day long every day seven days a week every day of the month every day of the year that's all you do i mean honest to god you should be locked up i mean listen to this guy there's not a chance that i'm gonna quit anytime soon and i don't have any desire to we can't live without him. <laughs> we can't live without him. That's all you do all day long is give yourself coffee enemas. I mean, how do you stumble across something like this? What happened to my day that all of a sudden I'm watching some married couple giving each other hot coffee enemas? I mean, how does that happen to somebody? <laughs> I was like, minding my own business. I had a nice breakfast. I went for a run. I'm checking my emails. I'm checking the sports news, if there is any ever. And then I turn on the TV, and what do I see? I see a married couple doing it to themselves, basically. Hot coffee enemas. I mean, this stuff, is it even happening to me, or am I imagining this? So I thought I'd seen it all with the coffee anima couple until I stumbled across this chick. My name is Lisa. I'm 43 years old. I live in Detroit, Michigan, and I'm addicted to eating cat hair. 
just chewing it is relaxing. It's a comforting feeling. Her fur is such an interesting texture. It's so soft and puffy and like cotton candy, almost. Sometimes they do get stuck in your teeth, but you can just get them out with flossing and brushing. <laughs> Sorry, it's in my lipstick. When my sister told me she was eating cat hair, I was shocked. It is strange. I don't think she should be eating it. Gee, you think? I mean, unbelievable. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, what is this chick doing? Meanwhile, you know, I got to be honest, she's gigantic to begin with. I mean, I looked at her, I'm like, this is just impossible to even absorb. What is she doing? And she was actually eating cat hair. She was rolling up balls of cat hair like it was grass or something. She literally wadded it up into a ball, like mothballs and stuff like that. She literally was rolling up cat hair. My dog sheds like crazy all over the house. And you think, I got to vacuum this stuff up, throw it away. You can't have dog hair all over your floor. It's disgusting. So we constantly are sweeping it up and vacuuming it up and getting rid of it. But this chick has the same problem around her crib. She's got cat hair everywhere. And instead of just vacuuming it up and throwing it out, she rolls it up into balls and eats it. She chews on it like it's bubble gum and eats cat hair. Did you hear? She said it gets stuck in her teeth and it's no big deal. She can get it out with flossing and brushing. Are you kidding me? What is going on in the world that I got some fat chick eating cat hair and thinking that it's bubblicious. Are you kidding me? What am I doing with my life? I mean, you know the Pharrell Demick and the virus have now caused me to stumble upon these idiots, honestly. It really does just get better by the minute. 15 years ago, Lisa began eating cat hair as a way to feel closer to her pets. But it wasn't until she got a new kitten that her unusual bonding ritual turned into a full-blown addiction. Now, two years later, Lisa's so hooked on consuming cat hair that she can't go two hours without a fix. I kind of look at it and make sure it's relatively clean and just have her. I'll kind of break it apart and then just put it in my mouth. I'll chew it up a little bit and then take it out and maybe mess with it a little bit and then put it back in. There's, I guess you could say maybe like a cotton ball taste. It's much less of a flavor than even human hair. I mean, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, she thinks it's cotton candy or something. She's taking it out, putting it back in, taking it out, putting it back in. She can't go two hours without doing it. And it doesn't stop there. I mean to tell you, this chick is so whacked. I'm sitting there watching her eating cat hair and I'm ready to hurl. And I'm thinking, how demented. But then it gets worse. I'm sitting there watching and all of a sudden this chick starts licking her cat. Can you imagine being the cat and you got some freak human licking you up and down for an hour at a time and holding on to you and not letting you run around and be a cat, but you got to sit there and provide for this chick's addiction and just sit there and let her hold you and lick you up and down and it gets her off. I'm sitting there watching this chick and she's literally licking and basically eating this cat and the cat's just sitting there going, what happened to me? How did this happen to me? I was born, and then this chick snags me out of the litter, takes me home, and starts licking me? For Christ's sakes. She eats three quarter-sized hairballs every single day, seven days a week, every month, 365 a year. It's more than 3,200 hairballs since her addiction began. 
You know, you look at those numbers and you think maybe you should be in a mental institution. She actually said that she's like a mama cat licking her kittens. I mean, she licks their entire body. She said she won't lick their butts. Well, thanks so much for not doing that, too, on top of every other twisted, demonic thing that you're doing to the cat. What kind of person does this? Where do they find these people? She talks about how fulfilling it is for her and the cat. How does she know that that cat doesn't want to jump out a window and run for its life? Can you imagine this chick? Obviously, she's not going to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or anything like that. What kind of person, seriously, would come into this chick's life and actually watch her do what she does and stay with her? I mean, honest to God, who would stay with this chick? Who would date her? Like you're at her place one day and you're watching her and she's eating hair all over the apartment of a cat. And then you're like, well, that's bad enough. I think I'm going to run for my life. And then you decide to stick around to have a drink of wine with her. And then 20 minutes later, she starts licking the cat's entire body like she's the mama cat to the kitten. And she does everything except lick the cat's butt. She actually thinks she's fine and normal. And if I'm her date, I jump out a window like the cat and run for my life. I mean, you can't even believe this stuff. She's digging around her apartment for cat hair and eats the cat hair. She eats cat hair. (laughs) So this fat chick, she finally decided to tell someone, the only person that knows that she eats cat hair is her sister who thinks she's a freak. And then she finally tells her best friend, this guy, and he comes over to her apartment and he's sitting there. He's like, what? What's up? And she's like, I just have to admit something to you. And he's like, what is it? Anything. Tell me. I'm here for you. And she goes, I eat cat hair. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah. So like I feel closer to my cat by grooming my cat and I lick my cat and then I eat the cat hair. And he's like, wait a minute. You you like swallow it? She's like, yeah. And he goes, what is that like going down your esophagus? She's like, it's like a cotton ball going down my throat. And he's like, well, do you get sick? And she's like, no, I've never gotten sick. And he's like, well, that's really hard to digest for me that you're eating cat hair. I've never heard anything like that before. He said, but I still love you. I'm your friend and I'll always love you. And she's like, oh, well, then that's fantastic. Thank God for that. And then he leaves and they interview him and he's like, I mean, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen, but I'm not going to turn on my friend. What a guy. What a guy you are, Tom. Thanks for sticking by your friend and letting her continue her addiction. Meanwhile, the chick, when the door closes and he leaves, she's like, thank God Tom has approved of my cat hair eating. So I now have more reason than ever to just keep eating cat hair. Now that I've had clearance from my best friend, I can just keep doing it. There's nothing wrong with me. And I swallow all the cat hair and nothing's wrong with me. So in my mind, I'm good to go. Bottom line is this. They have said on this show that when you eat cat hair, it's going to eventually screw up your body. It's going to screw up your stomach. It's going to cause all kinds of problems. And you could have just endless streams of problems if you keep doing it. Meanwhile, she's been doing it for 15 years. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. So now the chick's sister wants to confront her about her addiction, disease, whatever you want to call it. She's rocking about 450. <laughs> and she is convinced there's nothing wrong. <laughs> She's convinced there's nothing wrong with her. <laughs> Oh, this is great. <laughs> so, Lisa, I'm just concerned for you. And you know, I know you're healthy now, but I want you to think about what this may be doing in the future. I mean, do you plan on cutting back maybe? No, no. I don't plan on changing anything. Have you ever experienced any kind of blockage or stomach pains? I don't have any pain. Everything goes through just fine. You never notice any other maybe acute symptoms that might come on and maybe you haven't related it to the cat fur. I think I would notice if I felt crappy, and I don't. I feel good. I think I'll see as time goes on, as I ingest more of it, what happens. My main concern is just your health and that this isn't affecting you personally in any way. I just want to make sure that you see some kind of health care. I will definitely take that under advisement and get what I know already confirmed that this is okay, this isn't affecting me, so I'll go and do it. Okay, thank you. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Honest to God, will you go see a healthcare professional, she said to her. How about go see a doctor so someone could have you committed? She's like, I just need to go find out what I already know is true, that there's nothing wrong with me. I only eat 50 pounds of cat hair a month. What's the big deal? All I'm doing is eating cat hair and swallowing it into my stomach. Obviously, I'm in perfect health. Look at me. I'm 450 pounds, and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm, <laughs> I'm just over here <laughs> grinding. <laughs> I'm over here grinding. I'm over here. I'm just grinding. I'm just trying to get through as many cats as I can. I mean, what does she do when her cat dies? Does she get another one? She's farming them. She just keeps going through cats. And what if the cat escapes? Because if I were a cat living with her, I would run. When the door opens, I'd be gone. Like Tom and Jerry. You remember that cartoon? I'd be out the door, bro, with this chick eating me all day long and licking me. She licks and eats cats. Don't even tell me it's anything else. She is a cat hair eating freak.
Right, we got to get one final thought from her before the end of the day, because despite the doctor telling her that it could kill her, she says that since there's no accumulation in her stomach of cat hair, she's going to continue licking her cat and eating the fur every single day. It's too good to be true. I'd pretty much have to take whatever the doctor said with a grain of salt and just continue doing what makes me feel good. I mean, nobody lives forever. We're all going to die at some point. I think it's the quality of life up until then. I don't plan on ever stopping grooming my cat or eating cat fur. I think it is a beneficial part of my life. And definitely grooming her is, it's one of the most fulfilling things in my life. And I don't ever plan to give it up. Wow, what a champion. Just fantastic. (laughs) I mean, keep it up, honey. You're doing a great job of destroying your fat ass. All right, this next guy has got to top the cake. He really does. My name is Mark. I'm 20 years old, and I'm in a relationship with 15 inflatable animals. My inflatables are the funnest creatures I have to hang out with in my life. I'll eat with them. Wait, you want my food? You got your own. Watch TV together. Be fine. I'll find a show you like. I bathe my inflatables. Let's get sure. Snap. I do take my inflatables out swimming. Mark's addiction to inflatables began six years ago when he purchased a whale for his pool. Since then, the 20-year-old college student has added 14 animals to his inflatable family and even prefers them over people. The thing about inflatable pool, the ones I love, is that they're soft, they're cuddly. The bigger they are, the better they are. Kind of means there's more to love. And it's really nice to have somebody to talk to. No, Sammy, you don't get any of my soda, okay? When I first found out about Mark's inflatables, um, I thought that's strange or have me being to something that's not really real. Mark first turned to inflatables for love and affection when he was 14 years old. My mother really wasn't there for me when I was a child. First time I hugged my inflatable whale, I actually started feeling all that love and compassion that I never got from my mother. Now he's so dependent on his inflatables, he can't be separated from them for more than a day. When I'm at school, I start missing them, and it's almost like if I'm going a little bit crazy. Once I go home, basically give him a hug, give him a kiss, spend like family time together. Okay, we can talk more about you if we want. Let's say every one of my inflatables has a different personality. A little down don't you? Some like different types of music, some don't. Some like to just be lazy and sleep all day. I would say they get along together pretty well. I mean, you got to be kidding me. You really do. His buddy said, you know, I find it a little strange. Gee, you think? He said uh, that he's so infatuated with something that isn't really real. Well, here's a newsflash for you, pal. They aren't real. They are inflatables. They are pool toys. You blow them up and put them in the pool. They sit in the pool. They blow away in the wind. They get leaks in them. And then they deflate. They are inflatables. They are not people. This guy is in love 
with inflatables. He talks to them like they are people. He sings songs to them like they are people. He thinks that certain different inflatables like different types of songs and different types of music. He sits at the dinner table with two or three other inflatables in the other chairs at the table and has a dinner party with inflatables. He kisses them, he hugs them, and he talks about them that they are better than people. He said his mother ignored him when he was a child. Gee, you think? I mean, what is going on here? He actually calls Lila the dragon his wife. Apparently, Lila is his favorite inflatable. She's got a top shelf status with him, a special place in his heart. She's numero uno. She's better than all the other inflatables. He's really in love with her. (laughs) I mean, you got to be insane. And I'm watching this going, what is happening? Is this real? Is this happening to me? I'm watching these people have these problems and I'm sitting here going, I have no problems in my life. I thought I had problems until I started watching this. You got to listen to this dude to even believe it. She basically is like a wife to me. She's very pretty and some of the sweetest eyes and smile that, quite frankly, I've ever seen. You're my pretty girl. Lila prefers to sleep on me. But once in a while, she'll let me sleep on her back. If I could marry Lila, I would, because I am that much in love with her. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. It can't even be real. This guy, he's gotta be just playing these people. He's got to be fooling them and putting on an act. It just can't even be that this guy's actually in love with a giant dinosaur inflatable doll, and he thinks that her smile is gorgeous and her eyes and that he's just head over heels in love with an inflatable for a pool. So the series says that people who live in isolation often suffer from depression, substance abuse, and can even become suicidal. So I guess the question begs, what does living with a bunch of blow-up dolls do to you? What does living with these inflatables do to you? Does that not make you nuts? So the guy finally decides that he's going to tell his cousin about his infatuation with inflatables. This stuff's too good to be true. Uh, you know my whole inflatable thing, right? Yeah. Did you know that it was, well, an intimate relationship that I have with every one of my inflatables here? (laughs) Yeah, I was just in shock. Like, it was just, I've never heard that before from anyone. Like, what do you mean? Well, mainly I bet him on the fins and I'll, I'll kiss him and tell him how much I love him. Mainly Lila would consider like a wife and everyone else kind of like just friends. The number one thing I'm worried about with Mark is he won't grow out of this. I think he just needs to focus more on like building a brighter and stronger future within himself. Obviously really bright, but it's just like, I think like these things in general would just hold you back from certain things in life. I guess the whole thing is, these guys can be there for me like all the time, every day, 24 seven, whenever I need them. It's just, also I guess I've always had kind of a trouble dealing with people. I don't know, it, it worries me, but like I definitely like accept it. It's what makes you happy, dude. And so like, I'm like honored supportive about that. When Matt was telling me about his worries, kind of started to realize that 
there may be a bit of a problem with my inflatables. But these guys are the reason why I live day to day. I'd just be really sad without them. Yeah, I think that you have things to be sad about, which is your demented mind. How about a friend or a cousin that tells you, you know, I really don't understand it. It's kind of really worrisome for me that you're dating inflatables and eating with them and bathing with them and sleeping with them and talking to them and having conversations with them and sharing your intimate feelings with them. But I'm not going to stop loving you if you have this obsession and addiction. So I guess it's okay. I'm still your boy. Who does that and doesn't say, bro, listen, you're a whack job. You need to get help. You need to see a shrink. You need to go see a psychologist. And obviously, you have a problem with people. You obviously have a problem when you are spending your entire life saying that inflatables make you happy because they don't argue with you or talk back to you or give you problems or have fights with you or arguments or anything like that. You just are in total control of an inflatable. Of course you are because they are toys. They go into the pool. And then he even said that one of them had a leak in it and he had to let him go. And they had like a conversation about it. And they finally decided that it was probably a good idea if he just let him go. Is that like a funeral for the inflatable? Did he bury the inflatable? Where did you put it in the garbage? You had to negotiate that you were going to let him go and move on without him. I mean, you have to be so sick in that. I'm sitting here watching going, what kind of friend or cousin or anyone else wouldn't run to a doctor to say, look what's going on with Mark over here. He's living with 15 inflatables and he's making dinner and sitting there having dinner with them at the dinner table and talking to them, telling them they can't have any soda. It's not good for you. Duh. Inflatables don't drink soda or eat dinner. They don't do anything because they're not real, you idiot. So finally, Mark's buddy decides to take him out for lunch and try to convince him to see a shrink. You obviously know that I'm totally accepting of it and everything, and I'm, I, I want you to be happy. Some of my concerns are like, let's say, um, you might be too reliant on them, and uh, you might go to your inflatables instead of human contact. I thought about it. I mean, I kind of grew up with a feeling that, you know, any sort of human that I'd try to talk to wasn't going to really care about me. I kind of had that whole issue with my mother, you know, not giving me enough attention. And the whole big thing that I really love is the feeling of, you know, whenever I, like, hug my inflatables, that just feels so, so nice. I understand that it's hard for you, but I'm just worried that this might have um, an effect on your future relationships. I think if you are open... Uh, to the thought of going to a therapist, then I know for a fact that they will, you know, push you into the right direction. I have given it some thought, you know, if I saw a therapist, but my only worry would be, you know, what if, you know, the therapist just says, you know, completely get inflatables out of your life. I'd probably be devastated if I completely got rid of them. Yeah. I mean, it's all up to you if you want to go to therapy, but I think that this would actually probably be something really good for you. Yeah, I think that might be a good idea to go see a doctor about the fact that you are worried about them taking away your inflatables for good because that's exactly what they're going to do. That's exactly... (laughs) 
you're a freak and you gotta get rid of the inflatable. The guy makes dinner and he makes four plates of food. The guy goes to the grocery store and he cooks up eight pieces of chicken and a bunch of vegetables and rolls. And he makes them all a plate of food. He's making food for the whole table. So he's got four inflatables and him eating dinner. And he makes them all dinner and vegetables and salad and a drink. And meanwhile, they're blow-up dolls. They're, <laughs> they're pool toys. And he makes them dinner. He's going through all kinds of cash, making them food every day. When he has breakfast, he gives them breakfast. Meanwhile, they don't eat it. And he does doesn't notice that they're never eating the food. He just keeps making them food and they never eat it. And then he throws it away. So he's just spending tons of money on inflatable dolls and he doesn't think there's something wrong with him. This is kick ass. So at the end, the kid finally went to see the shrink and the shrink told him that it's not cool what you're doing. It's going to lead to isolation and you're not going to be able to deal with people. The more you do it, the worse it's going to get. So she basically convinced him that he needs to wean it out of his life. And the kid, Mark, agreed to finally spend less time per day with his inflatables. And then they had the gall to tell me that he's still having a relationship with his inflatables years after he went to see the shrink. So apparently going to see her didn't help because he's still living and having relationships with inflatables. I mean, to tell you, this stuff is beautiful. I mean, not only is it funny, obviously, addictions are not funny but watching it has been very funny for me it's cheered me up i've been laughing all day i watch these people and i just can't get enough of it i think it's kick-ass i love watching people have love affairs with inflatable dolls i just can't get enough of it give me more so i can have some more laughs and keep me cheered up during the pharrell demic Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Danny. I live down in Texas, and I'm addicted to VapoRub. I like mentholiptus on my chest, in my nose, and down my throat. My name's Danielle. I'm 33 years old. I live in San Antonio, Texas, and I am addicted to VapoRub. 
I'll use all kinds of vapor rubs. The inhaler, the patches, the candles, but the rub is my favorite. I like to put it on my eyelids. It's like when somebody squirts lemon in your eye, but it's a good turn. Danielle has been addicted to vapor rub for over 20 years. It started innocently as a child when she had a cold. I remember the first time I put it on my chest because I was sick and it just smelled so good to me. I wanted to taste it and it just went on from there. Now Danielle can't go more than 30 minutes without a fix and spends up to $350 a month to satisfy her cravings. I like to use my inhaler as much as a full minute just sitting there inhaling. It's like when you're somewhere really, really cold and you breathe. It kind of like stings a little, but kind of the good sting. How much do you think she'd spend if she was addicted to blow, for God's sake? She's spending $350 a month on VapoRub. I mean, and she puts it on her tongue, for Christ's sakes. Who, in their right mind, which she's not, eats VapoRub and swallows it? You can't even believe this chick. Just get a scoop, put it in the back of my tongue. It's hot, and then it turns cold, and it, it keeps going back and forth. I like to feel it melt in the back of my throat. It's so relaxing. Danielle is so hooked, she even needs vapor rub in her morning tea. I usually coat the bag with a little bit of the vapor rub, and then I'll do a full teaspoon. It kind of coats your throat, and it stays there. Just a pinch between my cheek and gum gives me full tobacco pleasure. I love that vapor rub. This chick goes through seven jars of vapor rub every single week. This is just beautiful. <laughs> I can't get enough of this. I really can't. I mean, where do they find these people? Do they write them letters? Hey, if you're addicted to anything strange, can you write us a letter and tell us what your problem is? And then if we think it's good enough, we'll get back to you. Hey, I'm Danielle, and uh, <laughs> I like eating vapor rub. I like eating vapor rub. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone addicted to vapor rub. I mean, I've used vapor rub when I got a cough or something on your chest. But eating it, putting it in your tea, and drinking it, she rubs vapor rub on her tea bag. I won't even put vapor rub on my onion bag. She got a. She's gone through over 7,000 jars since her addiction began. 7,000 jars she's eaten of VapoRub. I mean, that is impressive. Danielle's girlfriend is getting sick and tired of the smell of the VapoRub and refuses to even sit next to her. It's just too overwhelming for her, and their relationship is teetering on the brink. Now, this next girl seems to have it all figured out. She's got herself quite the addiction. Let's see what she's up to. My name is Allison. I'm 19 years old. I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm addicted to eating rubber tires. <laughs> rubber tire pieces taste really chemically, like a shock to your taste buds. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> For the past six years, Allison has been addicted to eating tires. Morning, noon, and night, she snacks on the black rubber, consuming up to 14 pounds per month. Her addiction is so intense, she even stashes tire shavings throughout her house. The texture of the rubber pieces is kind of like beef jerky, and your teeth like springing off of it. It's a workout for your jaw. Well, I'll give you that. Workout for your jaw, but you know, here's a little newsflash for you. It sure ain't beef jerky. You're eating tire shavings. You know 
that you are demented when you are eating tires. And I mean pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds of tire shavings. She's eating them breakfast, noon, and dinner. She's doing it all day. She stashes them near her bed. She eats tire rubber. Where do you come up with tire rubber shavings? What do you drive around town scraping tires for the rubber pluckings on it and then keep them in a bucket and bring bring them home and then keep them in a bowl? (laughs) How awesome is that? She eats rubber tires. You won't believe what this chick says. And I swallow them. It doesn't matter about the time of the day. It's just whenever I need it. Making sure the clean is kind of a concern for me because I don't want to get sick from something that might have been on the floor. And thanks to her fiance, Allison has an endless supply of tire shavings to feed her addiction. My fiance works at a tire plant and pretty much every time he comes home, he has some or it's in his pants. How convenient. Her loser boyfriend brings home tire shavings for her and she's eaten over 50 tires since she began her little fetish. 50 tires this girl has swallowed into her big, gigantic, fat stomach. Tires have toxic chemicals, irritants, carcinogens, and when you ingest them, those ingredients can kill you. You could get stomach cancer. What are you doing, girlfriend? How stupid is the boyfriend? He works at the tire plant, and he keeps bringing her home tire shavings and tires. He's like, she don't listen to me one bit. She's all kinds of hard-headed. I don't mess with her. Plus, she's twice my size. She could bulldoze right over me. She's carrying about 260. And if she don't get her tired, she gets mean and nasty. Boy, let me tell you what. Looks like it's time for that family dinner to talk about (laughs) eating two feet of rubber a day. I'll talk to you about you eating rubber. What about it? Uh, I want you to think about what's going to happen to you. You keep on eating it. You worry too much. Yeah, my job to worry. I've been fine this long. I think I can go a little bit longer. I work with the chemicals at work. Well, my arm breaks out from it, and you're putting it in your mouth. That's because you're in a big abundance of it. I'm only got little pieces of it, and the little pieces don't hurt as much as the big old things the you little use. little pieces can also hurt you. The rubber's going to kill you one of these days, and I'm scared I'm going to be at work and come home and see you before it is. I think Sammy's getting a little bit out of proportion because he's like, oh, it could kill you, and I wouldn't go that far with it. I mean, everything to me, I won't keep losing you for overeating rubber. I'd like to see a doctor about it. Make up your mind, girl. I care so much, I'll go to the doctor. But if he says it's fine, then I'll keep I'm doing it. I'm still to stop if it's fine. I'm a little relieved. Hoping the doctor tells her stop eating the rubber because it's going to do you think? You think maybe the doctor will say it's a good idea to stop eating 50 tires? <laughs> Allison went to see her doctor, who told her that eating tires can cause cancer and even death. Allison decided that she didn't want to have cancer and told the doctor she would rather stop eating rubber tires than get cancer, so she was going to quit immediately. She left the doctor's office and then kept eating tires. (laughs) She's never been able to stop eating tires. And she plans to follow up with the doctor, but is lying about that too. She's going to eat rubber tires because her stomach is a giant rubber tire to fat ass. Danielle continues to defy her girlfriend and the doctor. The doctor said, camphor will kill you. It's a poison. You cannot keep eating Vaporub and expect to not have damaging effects like death 
Danielle refuses to believe her, saying, it's only one ingredient. You're the one that wanted me to come to see the doctor. I didn't want to come to see the doctor. Who cares about one small poisonous ingredient that could kill me? I need my vapor rub now. Get out of my way. I need to stick vapor rub down my throat and on my chest and in my nose and in my teeth. Get away from my vapor rub. And I don't love you more than I love vapor rub. I will kill you. I will eat you. Now I'm watching some bizarre tattoo artist in California who thinks it's a great idea to drink animal blood. What are you, Dracula, you freak? Oh, my God. She kills cats and drinks their blood. I saw her drinking her friend's blood. What does she slice her friends up and drink their blood when they're bleeding? Jesus, I have seen it all. This chick says she makes Bloody Marys and she uses vodka, hot sauce, and actual animal blood. I mean, come on. What is wrong with you, you moron? This chick has consumed nearly a thousand gallons of blood since her addiction began. My God. She said she prefers pig's blood to other animals. She says pigs are gamey and salty. She says she gets irritable and angry when she's not able to drink her animal blood. She doesn't like beef blood either. Oh, sorry, you're so picky. I mean, you gotta listen to this chick. Michelle stocks up on animal blood at a local market, spending up to $200 a month to satisfy her addiction. I always get curious looks when I purchase more than three or four containers of blood. And then it seems like it makes sense to them somehow. This right here is where I keep my pig's blood. I have to purchase it frozen. If it's not frozen, it goes bad rather quickly. Before drinking, Michelle thaws her pig's blood in a bowl of hot water for 20 minutes. I mean, this chick is storing pig's blood by the caseload in her freezer and then thaws it out and then chugs it. And when she goes into the store to buy the animal blood, everyone in the store looks at her and thinks she's an absolute freak because she is an absolute freak. I mean, I can't even believe this stuff. It gets worse every time I see a new one. How do you go from the stuff that I've already explained? Guys falling in love with inflatables from the swimming pool as family members to Dracula queen here chugging animal blood. Oh, my God. Now I'm watching some chick named Jennifer, and she weighs about 600 pounds, and she's rocking eating mattresses. She eats literally beds. She's eaten over eight beds. Entire California king-size bed. She eats them. She eats the foam in the beds, the mattresses. She eats them. When she started doing it at the age of five, she ate the seat of the family car. <laughs> I mean, what is that? What is happening? She even said that her favorite time to eat mattresses is after sex. And the thing I'm having problems with is who would have sex with her? When I saw this chick, I almost fell over. I mean, she's the size of a semi. And she eats beds. <laughs> I mean, what what would prohibit you from not running when you meet a chick and you fall in love with her and then you see her eating your bed? Then she goes into her mom's room and starts eating her mom's bed and her mom's in the shower. She doesn't even know that her bed's being eaten by her daughter. Of course, eating mattresses can lead to liver damage, intestinal blockages, and even death. Imagine that. Gee, you think? So she analyzes it for us. Okay, it's bad for me. But I was eating when I was a kid and I'm an adult. I'm still eating it, and I'm still here. It's already bad I'm eating it. It's just, like, weird, so... I mean, I'm yeah, strange, strange, but not, not that strange. Not that strange. <laughs> <laughs> 
She said, I'm strange, but I'm not that strange. Yes, you are. You are that strange. Now I'm watching a chick that eats dirty diapers, and I'm not even lying. This chick eats dirty diapers, not even her own kids. She'll eat her friend's kids' dirty diapers. I am about done with this. What has happened to my life? I'm watching this chick, Evelyn, who drinks 20 cans of air freshener a week. 20 cans. She sprays air freshener down her throat and drinks it. And a stupid-ass dude is going to marry her. She's got a fiancé that lets her spray flammable air freshener down her throat. I have seen it all. I saw a guy that puts casts on his body, on his arms and legs and his entire torso. He's addicted to casting. You are a loser, bro. And you wonder why all your girlfriends leave you. And a chick, Evelyn, that has to go to three psychics a day. She can't go a day in her life without talking to a psychic. And she has a psychic deal with every single issue in her life, including her pet she has psychics tell her about her poodle. You are a loser. Yeah, Evelyn doesn't really have a problem. She only spends a half a million dollars a year on psychics. <laughs> so this freak goes to the psychic every day, three to five times a day, calls psychics three to five times a day. And then her only friend is a photographer that she pays all kinds of money to to take pictures of her ugly ass and her ugly poodle. So all she does is give her money away to psychics and give her money to a photographer that takes millions of pictures of an ugly poodle and her ugly ass. I mean, I am gonna hurl watching this stuff. These are the biggest freaks I have ever seen in my life. Now she's admitting she feels very alone and she says she doesn't need to call people for answers in life. Except that's all she does is call psychics for answers. She says she can quit cold turkey and she's tripping. She's lying to herself. She can't do anything without a psychic. Pain in the ass. I saw a guy, a gay guy, that thinks he's Madonna and he loses all of his boyfriends because he refuses to stop dressing up like Madonna and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars being Madonna. And I saw another guy, and he was from Pittsburgh, and all he does is date 60 to 80-year-old women. And he's like 30. And he dates grandmas. Only wrinkly, old, finished, washed-up grandmas. This guy's unbelievable. He's in love with his car. Against him a little and just be with him mainly. Love you. We have our times when we get sexual. Does that feel good? You're handsome, man. Love you, baby. What we do the most often is I like to lean over his fender and across his hood and, uh, do little things like that and uh, and kind of press up against him and just and rub against him like that. <laughs> One of his more bold positions is for me to be underneath him. He really likes that. It's very special to make love to Chase. If somewhere we have him chase, I, I, my heart would just stop. I just have to gather myself here. I'm sorry for all the... He fears that people are going to view his romance with his car as disgusting. <laughs> he asked me to come up here. Basically, he had something that he wanted to tell me. So I don't know exactly what it's about, but I'd like to know uh, what's going on in his life. Yeah, there's something pretty important I want to talk to you about. All right. Um, I'm, uh, I'm just going to come out and say it, I guess. 
I'm in an intimate relationship with Chase, um, sexually and emotionally. You're in an intimate relationship with your car? Yes. And sexually with your car? Yes. It's your car? Yes. How does, I don't, how does that work? How can you have sex with a car? Mainly it's just a lot of just rubbing up against him. Um, okay. Um, certain, and it involves masturbating as well. <laughs> Eventually, Nathaniel went to see a shrink, but he's still dating his car, and they're still lovers. I have now seen enough addictions in one day of freaks. I can't take any more of it. I appreciate you checking in on another exciting edition of Freak on the Bench. <laughs> Pharrell on the Bench, I got to Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.